this message that I got this morning from the Lord for you, like every one of you are going to think I read your mail. (laughs) It's going to feel that way. It just will, and you'll be like, he's pointing right at me. (laughs) But it's, it's just truth. Truth finds a way through the darkness and the deception to show you things that change you. They're designed to change you. It's the only power in the universe that's capable of changing you, transforming you into a new creation. It's the truth of God's word. And so we're going to focus in on God's word on a topic that I think is going to be near and dear to all of our lives in one way, shape, or form. I'm going to start uh, just in the preface. If you want an opinion on something, you can get it from about anywhere, can't you? I mean, pick a topic and Google it. <laughs> and you, can, you get a response on Google. It would be a hundred different responses, and then you could pick out a couple of them that you like. Yep, I like that one, and I like that one, but that one I don't like at all. So I'll take these, and you can have those. Well... <laughs> If you want a counselor, if you want somebody to counsel you, you can also find a counselor that'll tell you just about anything you want them to hear, that you want to hear, amen? Is that fair? It's not good, but it's real. I mean, I, 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 yeah. So I got some really good news, and that is that we don't have to go anywhere other than to the Lord himself for everything that we need. Everything, everything. Answers to the questions, everything. Out of Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, this is the Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet prophesying about Jesus coming some 700 years later. Right on? So he's prophesying about the birth of Jesus. And here's what he says. For us, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, The government will rest on his shoulders, and this is what he's going to be called. These are his names. These are Jesus' names. First of all, Wonderful Counselor. Anybody need a counselor? Anybody? Come on, just me, maybe. He's not only a mighty counselor, or a wonderful counselor, he's God. Mighty God. Like Christ is not just the wonderful counselor, he's also God. Amen? Like God. The real deal, God. And besides being a wonderful counselor and a mighty God, he's the everlasting father. The fathering that we get, the, the, the protection, the provision, the identity that's everlasting. He's that also. Amen? And then lastly, the Prince of Peace. Anybody looking for peace? How many going to counselors looking for peace? Come on. How many looking for peace Peace in every place but where you need to go to find it? Most of us. Most of us. Because it's trial and error. We might go and find and seek and listen to and become comfortable with this or that, but still there is this lack of peace. 
I think the Prince of Peace side of who Christ is allows us to rest in the place that we're at regardless of the circumstances that exist around us because of the reality of the three previous names that he is. Let's, work, let's take this a little further. Here's John 14. This is Jesus himself now. This is the one who Isaiah prophesied about being born. And now this is Jesus himself speaking. He says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Rest on that for a minute. So the Holy Spirit will lead into all truth. The world can't recognize him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. If I'm not seeking truth from truth, I'm not going to get truth. If I'm seeking truth from deception or anywhere else, I'm going to get that. But I'm not going to recognize it as that because I don't know what truth is. What do I compare it to? What feels good or what seems good or what feels right or what seems right? I just take that for granted and I'll run with it and see how it goes. Let's keep going. But you know him, he's talking about, because he lives with you now, he's talking about himself, right? And, and later, will be where? In you. Okay. This is going to preach you happy right now. The, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and Prince of Peace is in you. Woo! Wrap our minds around that for a second. The reality of that. It just gives me good, just goosebumps to think about. That's where he lives. He's a, he says, you know me now, but soon I'm going to be in you. And that in you is the Holy Spirit that resides within you. You have the mighty counselor, or the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace just absolutely resides in the center of your being. And we're looking for all of the things that he has to offer. But unfortunately, many of us are looking for it in places that are giving us lies. And as a result of that, we're walking without peace. If you're not walking in peace, the circumstances in my life do not determine my peace. The promises of mighty God, the counsel of the wonderful counselor, the fact that my everlasting father is always going to be fathering me through the process of this. The peace of God that lives within me is what I hang on to regardless of the circumstances. That's what defines you as a follower of Christ. That's the fruit. If, if I have peace in my life, it's because of him. If I have patience in my life, it's because of him. If I have kindness in my life, it's because of him. All of those things are from the source of the Holy Spirit in my life. Go God. So am I lacking peace right now? If, if there's anyone in here lacking peace right now, the Prince of Peace is in you. And he wants to show you through mighty God's word, the fathering of a loving father and the wonderful counselor of somebody that knows you better than yourself has your answers. Let's dive into it more. Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. 
Can you see some of the personalities of those names right here? The first one is Mighty God. It says in 1 John 4, God is love. So if you obey love, you know love. And if you know love, you do what love asks you to do, and that's love. If you don't obey love, you're not loving. Right? So he's saying, if you know me, listen to what I say. It's not to confine you or keep you from doing things that you want to do. It's to give you insight as to what's going to give you your best life possible. It's not to restrict. It's not to say, oh, that's not good or that's bad and that's good and that's bad. No, he's saying, if you do what I say, you will have the Prince of Peace being really prevalent in your life. The circumstances surrounding you won't be shaken by the next circumstance because you are listening to what I'm telling you. And remember, my words are not my own. I'm telling you what is from the Father who sent me. I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you, but when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. <laughs> is that cool? It's like he's right there. He's like, what about, okay, I'll remind you. Yeah, what about that? What should I do here? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have this thing called our own will. Yeah, when he tells me to do that, I just, you know, I, I just don't, you know, I, I'll do this and I'll do this, but this one, come on. Doesn't that just seem a little bit over the top? Doesn't that, that's kind of getting into my business there. Because that's something I, I feel like I want to do. And I, you know what? I feel like I've gotten advice from eight or ten other people that says it's a, probably okay to do it. And so, you know, and, and all of them are doing it, and all of them are doing it, and they seem to be okay, right? And so, hey, I'm not alone in this. Come on, this is, this is just what, how, how do you expect me to deal with all this stuff? I mean, I, you know, I, anxiety has become an epidemic in this world, Anxiety and anxiousness is an epidemic. And guess what? There are more people dying from overdoses of the medication to fix it. Is that not a trick of the devil or what? The epidemic is depression, and the drug for depression is killing more people than anything else in our country right now, other than abortion. Boy, come on. Can you see the lie? Somebody, somebody's telling a big lie. And, and I'm believing it because this and this and this. There's, hey, my, my oldest son admitted yesterday he's still vaping, okay? Great, okay? No condemnation. But it's killing him. You hear me? It's killing him. Oh, I, I don't do it that often. I could quit any time. I don't care. What does God want you to do? Have you asked him? I know what he's going to say. I know what the Lord's going to say. I know. I know. And you know. But when he says it, he doesn't hear. He doesn't want to hear that. He just doesn't want to hear that because it goes against something that he wants. And other people are doing it and it fits in and it feels comfortable and it makes him feel better when he's stressed. Milwaukee said that they put out an all-points bulletin. Stop doing vaping now. 
a health alert. Stop doing it now. There's so many things that are unknown about it. But I know one thing is designed to kill you. No matter what flavor it comes in. You can't wrap your mind around something that's designed to kill you and find something right about it unless you're listening to a lie. So I know I'm in somebody's lunch this morning, but I don't care. I love you too much not to care. And if I stand by and allow it to happen, what am I doing? I'm just like, oh, you'll be all right. Yeah, be warm and well fed. And then you're asking me to pray for you when you're in the hospital. Come on. Ooh, this is making a difference. He says, but check this out. He says, I'm leaving you a gift, talking about again the Holy Spirit, a gift of peace of mind and heart. He's giving you the gift of peace of mind and heart. What you're longing for, what you're searching for, what you're wrestling for, what you're looking for, all the answers to out there is all in here. And he wants to show you and give you that precious gift, but we got to go back to mighty God saying, in order to have it, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to listen to what I'm telling you. Because the consequences of you not listening is you're going to run out in traffic and get hit. I'm going to get in more lunches. Hmm. I didn't know if I was going to go there, but I'm going to go there. Okay. This is not about condemnation. Hear me. God, is, God died on the cross and was condemned in the flesh so that con- condemnation would not be on us. But conviction is something that the Holy Spirit uses to draw you to Christ, not away from Christ. Okay, so I'm praying for conviction that draws you to Christ no matter what topic we're talking on, not pointing out something wrong with you. I want to point out what's right with you. And what's right with you resides right in the center of your being. And if you grab a hold of the truth surrounding how great you are and how righteous you are, you're not going to want to do the things that King's kids don't do. Amen? If you're living with somebody and you're not married, and you have a baby. You're out of order. I'm just saying it. You're out of order. You come to me, and you say, Jay, would you pray for my finances? Or better yet, will you pray for my relationship with so-and-so? Check this out. What you're asking me to do is go and put a petition in front of the Father to help you in a relationship in which you're having an adulterous relationship with his daughter. And you're asking me to go with you before the Father to ask for something to happen in there. That's just dead wrong. Are you hearing me? And this is not about condemnation, guys. This is about the best life for you. He, he wants to show you a life where Prince of Peace is who you are. I mean, I'm going to walk in peace because of what he says, not because of what any of you all say. Amen? I'm not doing this to please man. I'm doing this to please God because this is God who's saying, Jay, you got to say this. Uh, do I want to? I would much rather say, man, you just get, rock on. Have a great life. But it would be a lie. (laughs) 
check this out. Here we go. And I give the peace. It's a gift that the world can't give. So don't be troubled or afraid. A peace of mind and heart are in you. So 2 Corinthians 6. As God's partners, that's what we are. We're his partners, right? We beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time I heard you. At just that right time when you were calling out to me and needed me, did I respond, he says? Come on. God, if you just get me out of this one, anybody have any of those? <laughs> huh? Just when you needed me at that time, did I, did I respond? He's faithful every time. Every time. He says, okay, you know, uh, at just the right time I heard you on the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. The right time is now. Today is the day where he wants you to hear him. Because you're saved, you're safe, and you're being saved. It's a process. It's not a day. The day of salvation is today. I want to hear today where the Prince of Peace is taking me. I want to hear today where the King of Kings is leading me. I want to hear today where the Father is showing what he's wanting to reveal to me today. And he's crying out to you about certain things in your life because he wants you to have the peace and joy and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and long-suffering that come as a result of being in him and him in you. And if there's something in you right now or that you're doing that's contrary, he's revealing it to you. He is. He's revealing it to you. And you can say all day, Or you can say, you know what, I'm just going to do it anyway. Uh, You can. You can. And and guess what? There's no condemnation. He still loves you. His love isn't based on you, what you do or don't do about this. But it breaks his heart to have you in a place of anxiety. Or to be in a place where you're lacking peace. Or a place that you don't understand who you are. Or you don't have your purpose or your identity solidified in who he is. You're still seeking those things and saying, this makes me feel good. This makes me feel good. And at the end of the day, you feel like crap. Man, what, if I, what am I going to do if I can't do this? Whatever it is that he is convicting you of or showing you in your life, he's going to bring you to greater if you release it to him. He'll take you to greater. It won't be like, oh, I missed that thing. There's nothing about my previous life I miss. Not one thing. Uh, Not not one thing do I miss. Because every one of them were disguised to bring death. And fortunately, I stayed alive long enough to realize that. He gets all the glory. So then check this out. Starting in verse 3. This is us then. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us. Uh-oh. Yeah. Huh? Come on. And no one will find fault in our ministry. Oh, I'm not in ministry. Oh, oh yes, you are. You're a minister. You are, he calls you the minister of reconciliation. You're a minister of God. You minister to his people. You minister to him. You can't get out of the title of ministry 
if you're a follower of Christ, wherever you are is your ministry. Ooh, man, it's getting quieter and quieter. It's okay, though. This isn't about, again, it isn't about guilt or shame or condemnation. It's about revelation. Oh, maybe that's why I don't have peace right now. Maybe I have to look at this from a different perspective. Maybe I should actually seek the wonderful counselor. What would you have me to do here, Lord? And then, and then when he says, okay, I'll, gi- I'll give that a shot, God. I really want to. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And he says, hey, don't you remember? I'm mighty God. I, I'll give you the strength to do whatever it is that I call you to do. I'll give you everything you need. Remember? Everything. I've got everything you need. I'll give you everything you need. Give it to me to give to you. Ooh, man, that's so good. Paul goes on, he says, in everything we do, we show we're true ministers of God. In everything we do. In every, everything. <laughs> That's a big word. That's a big word. Well, I do it in two-thirds of it. But this part is mine. Well, guess where the evil one's going to attack your peace? In that third. And can he deceive you in that third to take about maybe five A's? Huh? A slow fade, and then maybe a half? Hmm? Come on. It's easier to get pulled down off of this than it is to pull somebody up, so you kind of are what you eat. Amen? What are we feeding ourselves? Let's keep going. Paul says, we patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. Patiently endure. Uh, you know, I got people in here that are not patiently enduring what's going to happen six months from now. I don't know what's going to happen over here, so I better get worried today. I, it could happen that this or this. You're living in anxiety over stuff you have no idea about. Is that a trick of the devil or what? If you've got no pre- Prince of Peace in your day today, why are you drawing the mess of tomorrow into it? Amen. He says, we've been beaten, put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. But check it out. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us. And by our sincere love. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us. Oh, that's hard right there. Now, I love being around a bunch of Christians. But when uh, I get around those and I start acting like Christian and then they kind of tease me or think I'm weird. Matter of fact, we had a friend come over yesterday and he knew a friend of my son's in high school, uh, Wyatt. It was friend, a friend of a friend of Wyatt's. And... This friend of Wyatt's had gone to him and said, hey, we were over at Wyatt's house, and Wyatt's parents are weird. (laughs) Yes, we are. We're flat out goofy over there. Yep, and and we don't condone sin around there, and we don't allow things that will be contrary to the Lord to be around there. You can find it outside, but you're not going to find it in my house. That's just, we're weird like that. 
We're just going to be weird like that. So if you want to have your kids come to our house, say, we're going to the weird people's house. Amen? <laughs> come on over, Josie, anytime. We're weird over there. Because I'm not doing it to please people. I'm doing it to please the Lord and to be the man of God that God called me to be. And guess what? That's not an easy task. But in the power and strength of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things. Amen? I can do all things. And it's not dependent upon how you feel about me or what you think about me because my validation and my justification comes from the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He calls me his own. He's the one who's given me my identity. He's the one who's given me my peace. I'm hanging on to it with both hands, man. And if I start to feel an anxiousness or things that are causing my peace to leave, I start asking the wonderful counselor, what do I need to change in my life, God? What am I believing that I shouldn't be believing? How am I looking at something? How can I see it from your perspective? Where are you at in it, God, so I can see it from you, not from me? And if you begin to go to that wonderful counselor, he'll tell you all things, everything you need to know. Everything. Isn't that true? That's, uh, that's us. Man, we should all just be like happily ever after in here. Regardless of the storms. Regardless of the trials. Regardless of the things that rise up against us. I used this last week. Circumstances are just that. We have to, right in the middle, at the end of that word, is we have to make a, take a stance. Regardless of the circumstances. This is my stance. And this stance, every circum has to come up against this stance. I'm going to be goofy. And the world is going to tell me I'm an idiot. Yeah, but so-and-so told me, yeah, and see, right? If you don't, what do you expect me to do about my boss? My bosses. What are you going to do with me about my wife? My wife. What are you going to do? Those circumstances are all going to filter through the stance that my wonderful counselor tells me how to treat my wife. My wonderful counselor tells me how to respond to that boss. Not what the world would say, because I know what the world would say. I can get that from anybody. Just quit. Punch him out. Quit. I feel like it, man. And then when you get around people that are fueling that, right? Yeah, I agree with you, man. And my boss is like that, too. And, then, and my previous boss was, and you know that one dude, he went in there and just railed on him, and he walked out of there, and, man, it worked out so awesome. <sighs> Whatever, dude. The Prince of Peace would have me doing things entirely the opposite of the world and whatever they're telling me to do. The stance that I'm going to be standing on is as for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. That's our stance. He says, we live close to death. This is in uh, verse 9. We live close to death, but we're still alive. We've been beaten, but we've not been killed. Our heart ache, but we always have joy. We're poor, but we have spiritual riches. But we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, yet we have everything. <laughs> Nothing formed against them was going to take their stance away. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. Don't team up. Don't get counsel from somebody that's not getting counsel from the wonderful counselor. That needs to just sit there. Because you've got a circle right now that you're pulling from. 
what you're getting your platform from. And if that platform on who you are, your identity is on a platform of people that are saying things into your life that are not being counseled by the wonderful counselor or hearing from the voice of the mighty God or under the loving protection of an everlasting father and they lack peace in their life, shut them out. And it's not to be rude, it's to be protected. You'll be able to love those people, don't get me wrong. You'll be able to love them in ways that you never did before in ways that will matter to them as, a fo- as opposed to conforming to the pattern of this world and dying with them. Stand up and be counted. How can righteousness partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Last week we did a talk. It was called Light Me Up, God. Illuminate me. The dark corners, I want them gone. If I got dark corners, show me where they are. I don't want any dark corners in my life, Lord. Show me where they're at so I can put my lamps right on the stand. I want want this light to be on the stand that anybody who is walking in darkness, if they come around here, are going to get lit up. That's what we're called to do. That's our life. That's what we're called to do as ministers of the gospel, as ministers to God, ministers of reconciliation. Let my light shine, this little light of mine. I want it to be a torch. Forget little light, light up. I want it to be a beacon for a ship that's lost. It's over here, it's over here. Peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleman, gentleness, long-suffering. It's right here, it's right here, it's right here. It's right in me. I'm going to point you to the reason for the hope that I have. Point you to him, point you to him, point you to him. Yeah, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to give up. That's okay. You're just going to live in that place that you're in until you come to that place. And you can spend the rest of your life there. And there's no condemnation for that. But you're just not going to have the best life God has for you. Yeah. Are you loving this or what? Come on now. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? What union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. This sounds really harsh, doesn't it? It doesn't say not to love them. We're to be in the world but not of the world. We're to be able to be right next to them but not touch their filthy things. It says to even gossip about it or even to talk about things that are being done in the, in the dark. It's better that you expose them. And you feel like, oh, I don't want to narc out those people. That's a code, you know. We don't knock, narc out people. Baloney, a code. A code is killing you. I want to illuminate it. Illuminate in me, Lord, anything that's contrary to you. Illuminate it, Lord. And if one of you see it in me, if, if you see something in my life that's preventing me from having the best life possible... Woe on you if you don't tell me. And I invite that, guys. And it isn't about anything to do with me. It's about who's in me. Hey, Jay, you know what? Your life is really lining up well with the gospel and all that. But this part over here, you know what? You might be causing somebody to stumble by this. Praise God for your courage. Praise God for your helping me to help me. And to be a better witness unto the Lord. That isn't condemnation. 
that's ironing, iron sharpening iron. We need each other for that. And if you don't know what's causing it, you have a brother or sister in Christ that cares enough to share with you, that's awesome. And then you know what? When that brother or sister shares that with you, you've already had that conviction in your heart. Amen? So then it lines up and you're like, yeah, you know what? I've been sensing that's what I need to do. Amen? So he's giving you everything. It's in there. But let's be courageous as brothers and sisters to be coming around one another in that regard so that we have the best life that we can possibly have and not live in deception. It says, uh, I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Because of these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Mighty God says to do this or there's consequences. If there's no fear about the consequences, you're going to do it. But don't blame God when the consequences come. You're walking right in it with your eyes wide open. He's asked you to not. He's asked you to. Whatever that is. If you don't, there will be consequences. And to be fearful of that. You should fear death. You should fear anything contrary to the Lord. So if he's telling you to do something and if you don't do it, you, oh, man, I, I just want to live in awesome reverence to what he's asking me to do. And to be radically obedient. Oh, this is good. Ooh. I... I I accepted Christ in my life. Uh, just this week, I've had this conviction about that. Oh, I, I accepted Christ into my life when I was such and such. Or I accepted Christ. Accepted Christ? Doesn't that sound just absolutely ridiculous? He accepted me. I mean, I'm, I mean he accepted me. I mean, I should be jumping up for joy that he even think that I was even worthy to be even accepted. But I'm walking around, well, I'm not sure if I want to accept him or not. But the world would tell you that what you're saying has some truth to it. I don't need to, do, you know, I'll, I'll wait a year and see how I'm feeling then. He accepted me. He accepted me into the beloved. He calls me his own. He's my father. He, he flat out loves me, and he'd never do anything or tell me to do anything that would ever harm me. He never would. He never would. He never would. Never will. So I can trust him with all of my heart. So here we go. And let us work towards complete holiness. I am not sorry that I sent this severe message to you this morning. Though I was sorry at first... For I know it's painful for you for a little while. Now I'm glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. Man, I could cry over you. That my heart is, not that you feel condemnation, but that you would feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit to cause a change in your life in such a way that you'll know more clearly who God is in your life. It's the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have. So we were not, it's, 
So you were not harmed by us in any way. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. Leads us towards God as opposed to away from God. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. It's okay that even if this morning you're sensing some things that are to do with sorrow, but it says worldly sorrow, let me back up, wants to experience leads us away into salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow which lacks repentance results in spiritual death. Now check this out. If the Lord is revealing something to you, And then you decide that you don't want to do that thing. And you just don't repent from it. You are the consequences of that is you're gonna experience spiritual death in that area. Are you with me? And and the more you do that, the more callous your ears are gonna become as in relationship to the truth surrounding that. And there's places in the Bible where God literally showed that he turned people over to Satan that he would shape them and cause the consequences necessary for them to come to their senses. Ooh, I don't want that for any of you. It's, it's not a pretty picture, is it? We've been there. Come on. I've been there. That's an ugly place, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Praise the Lord, buddy. Just see what this godly sorrow produced in you. Such earnestness, such concern to clear yourselves, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, such a readiness to punish wrong. Do you see how he flipped the script? How God flips the script on that thing when you have the godly grief? And sorrow relating to something that you're doing, you take an offensive posture. I'm attacking that with the power of Christ. I'm coming against that thing. I'm not believing that lie any longer. And I'm coming after it, Lord, that you would conquer that thing, whatever that thing is. I just know that you'll do it for me. I'm going to follow you as we do it. It's an offensive posture, ready to punish whatever that was that was deceiving you so long. I am so angry at the devil for what he did and lied to me to put me in a place where I, I wanted to kill myself. Man, I'm angry at him. And I'm seeing him at work in the lives of fellow believers, and it makes me so angry. Not at the person, hear me, but the deceiver himself. You punish the wrong. You showed that you have done everything necessary to make things right. Romans 5 1. Therefore, since we've been made right by God, or in, in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. I have peace with God this morning. And my faith says that he's taken everything off of me, and I have faith that he just loves me just the way I am because of what the Lord Jesus had done for us on the cross. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand I don't deserve any of this privilege that I have in my life, but I love my life. I'm so grateful for the one who's giving me life and that is directing and leading me in life. 
I'm just so very grateful for the privilege of where I now stand. It's unbelievable. And we confident and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too, too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope does not lead to disappointment. It's worth it. The fight is worth it. Grabbing a hold of and following whatever it is he's taking you through in that trial is worth it when you're hanging on to him because your hope will not be disappointed. And your hope is in him. For we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our lives with his love. So Philippians 4, 4 says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. Right now. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't help it. <laughs> and then he says, Again, I say, rejoice. Have joy again. Rejoice. Again, I say joy, and then rejoy, and then joy again, and then rejoy, and rejoy, and rejoy in the Lord, not in your circumstance. Tell God what you need. And then what? Thank him for all he's done. Ever heard that thing? You won't have tomorrow what you didn't give him thanks for today. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thanking him, man. I'm thanking him for you. I thank him for you. Hugely. Praise God. Guess what? Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ. So now, dear friends, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received this morning everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. It's a promise. How I praise the Lord that you're concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live with almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Isn't that cool? I've learned the secret of living in every situation. We just shared the secret. To learn that secret and to practice that which you've learned this morning, to put it into practice. Whether it's full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So guess what? Peace is in you. Peace is in you. Pursue it. Not here, not here, here. 
The wonderful counselor will help you in whatever circumstance you're in right now. He'll help you give, the, give you the strength to walk out whatever he's convicted you of to change. He'll not only give you the strength to do it, he's going to give you the opportunity to do it really soon. Like, really soon. Today. And if you do, if you do what he's asked you to do, relying on his strength, his counsel, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace will follow. Promise. Test him on it. No matter what it is, test him on it and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. 